0: Hey, Assembly family, thank you so much for being a part of the Assembly through our podcast. Whether you listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else, we are so glad to have you as a part of the Assembly family. If this message from the Assembly blesses you, please take a moment, take a screenshot, share it to your social stories on Facebook and Instagram. Again, we are so excited to have you as a part of the Assembly family. We hope that this message from the Assembly blesses and encourages you.
1: Okay. We are in our fourth installment of This Is My Hatching Season. How many of you have been blessed? You have been absolutely blessed by our insight and our word and digging into This Is My Hatching Season. That we understand, oh, bless God, right off the bat, I'm going to give you just some hits, some bam, that, that, that your hatching season is not, is not a place, it's a path. The world looks for a place. They look for, oh, we're, that's where we're shooting for. If, if we get there, we're successful. But you and I, uh uh-uh. uh. Our hatching piece is not a place, it's a path. So all you've got to do is make sure you stay on the path. You stay on the path of worship. You stay on the path of reading the word of God. You stay on the part of meditation. You stay on the part of a right attitude. You stay on the path. If you can stay on the path, you will be guaranteed hatching season. Lord have mercy. Uh, By the way, uh, I want you to take just, just two seconds and wish, I believe if I'm right, it is Sister Odessa Cannon's birthday today. And I don't do this often, but she's online. And I heard through the grapevine that you were celebrating a birthday today. You're online, Sister Odessa. We celebrate the God in you. We celebrate the God in you. We celebrate your purpose here. And the fact that you, one son, it was you. And next thing I know, it was your four sisters and your nieces. Now, I mean, God used you in a way to establish your family here. And that's a template we want to copy. So God bless you. Happy birthday, Sister Odessa. Hallelujah. Give her a hand. Your breakthrough, your, your hatching season is not a place, it's a path. Let me say that in another way. Your hatching season is not a time. It's, it's not waiting on God for, 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 for a specific time, uh, something to happen in, 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 uh, in, a, in a particular moment that, that will cause something to explode for God in your life. It's, it's not a time, it's a testimony. Woo! hallelujah. Your hatching season is not a time, it's a testimony. So if you can keep your, what did I say about your lips? Your lips determine your level. Your lips determine your level. So if you can keep your lips right, your level's going to be right. Oh, hallelujah, somebody's getting this, but you can't say amen because it's hitting you so hard. I I understand, but I'm going to tell myself amen. Amen, Pastor Andrew. Woo, bless God, bless God. You preaching today, son. Hallelujah, glory be to God. Your lips determine your level, and if your lips are determining your level, then your hatching season is not hung on a particular time It's hung on the quality of testimony. It's not time, it's testimony. It's how you talk about what you know God's going to do. It's how you represent what you know God has promised you. Whether it show up or not right now, it doesn't matter because you are speaking what God says to you. My hatching season is not a time, it's my testimony. And if my testimony stays on point, my hatching season is going to get there. If you can, very quickly with me. Ah, yeah, 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 we're in good time today. You are not going to be taken away over like Pastor normally does. Forgive me, I'm working on it. Hallelujah. Somebody better say amen out there. Hallelujah. I see you all smirking. Uh, Exodus chapter 17. We're going to have a uh, somewhat of a, of a good size uh, read today. But this chapter doesn't have that many verses. Exodus chapter 17. Glory be to God. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Let the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart, Lord. Be acceptable, be acceptable. Hallelujah, in thy sight. Exodus chapter 17. I'm going to start with verses one. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Out of the New King James Version. Uh, then all, I, mean, I don't know why I've got it out of my NIV here. But I'm reading, I'm going to read from the New King James Version on the screen. Follow me. Then all the congregation of the children of Israel set out on their journey from the wilderness of sin. And that wilderness of sin is not, is not some kind of special theological thing where, you know, it was a place where a lot of sin was practiced. And that's not it. It's the place, the name of the place was just sin. <clears throat> according to the commandments of the Lord, and camped in Raphadim, but there was no water for the people to drink. Put a, put a line onto that and keep moving. Put a line onto that and keep moving. Therefore, the people contended with Moses. They, they quarreled with Moses, and then they accused Moses. They quarreled and accused Moses and said, give us water. I want you to see that too. Give us water, not we are really thirsty and we really need, please help us. No, 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 it's give us. We want water. We are immature children. We don't have a good memory. Of the past. So instead of being grateful and communicating properly our need, we become demanding. Give us water that we may drink. So Moses said to them, Why do you contend with me? Why do you quarrel with me? Why are you fussing with me? Why do you tempt the Lord? And the people thirsted there for water, and the people complained against Moses and said, Why is it you have brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst? So Moses cried out to the Lord saying, what shall I do with this people? I want you to underline Moses' response. We're going to get back to that. And Moses cried out to the Lord saying, what shall I do with this people? They are almost ready to stone me, Lord. And the Lord said to Moses, go on before the people. And take with you some of the elders of Israel. Also take in your hands your rod with which you struck the river and go. Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock of Horeb and you shall strike the rock And the water will come out of it that the people may drink and Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel so he called the name of the place uh, Masha and Meribath because of their contending or contention of the because of the contention of the children of Israel And because they tempted the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? you got to have some nerve. And I'm going to tell you why in a minute. Now the Amalekites came and fought with Israel and Raphadim. Uh, Stop. uh, Read that one, the, the, the next one. And Moses said to Joshua, Choose us some men and go out. Fight with the Amalekites, or Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. We're going to stop there. There's another part to this that we're going to do in another series. Taking some advice and not giving too much. Just, just breaking open and doing exegetically the best I can in a small bite so that we really get what we need to get you couldn't get the full impact of what uh, we're talking about in these, these first 16 verses of chapter 17 unless we put some context to it. Now you've got to understand that these folk we just read about that are demanding give me water. I want water now. Give me water. Or else. Or else what? Nothing. They couldn't do anything. But continue to have a bad attitude. I want you to get that. The adversary wants to put you and keep you in a place where, where you only have two choices you follow him down the road of annihilation and speak curses on yourself or you humble yourself and you let god take over the more you mature in god the more he will back you into these positions thank you jesus somebody's beginning to get a picture here we can't truly understand the crux of this text if we don't do our due diligence and dig into the the background context of the story. God's people have just been delivered out of Egypt, out of the hands of the Pharaoh, out of 430 years of slavery and captivity. And a lot of that time, was quite brutal to the point where at a certain time their numbers began to multiply and, and God used that, that, that scenario to, to establish himself in the midst of their captivity as God. In that the more their taskmasters put pressure on them, kill their babies, had them try to make stones out of straw, take food away from them, the more they multiplied. They could see the hand of God in their lives even before they were brought out of their captivity. They see the hand of God bring them out of captivity. When they get to their first hurdle, God takes them over the river and the Egyptians get swallowed up behind them by the same river. I want you to see this is context. We're, we're, we're putting something down here that, that you, need, you will need to keep in mind if you are going to walk successfully into your hatching season. They've just come out of 430 years of captivity and brutality, and then in Exodus 16, we're just back and going back, bit by bit. Right at the beginning of Exodus 16, I don't know if we've got it pulled up, in the first four verses, you see something that that continues to blow your mind, but this is how humanity continues to behave. And they journeyed, this is verse six, chapter 16, verses 1. And they journeyed from Elam, and all the congregation of the children of Israel came to the wilderness of Sin again, the place, the same place, which is between Elam and Sinai. And the 15th day, on the 15th day of the second month after their departure from Egypt. The whole congregation of the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said to them on all that we had died by the hands of the Lord in the land of Egypt. My God, how ungrateful. When we sat by the pots of meat and when we ate bread to the full. Wait a second, guys. This don't sound like captivity. This sound like a buffet. We know this was not the condition. But when you with oh, my Lord Jesus. When you start off with complaining, you will see stuff that's not there. Oh, Lord, somebody, somebody doesn't get that. If you start off with complaint, if you start off with, with, with accusation, if you start off blaming God for stuff, the adversary will help you along by, by putting lies in front of you. If you, if you are bent on, on not worshiping, if you are bent on not uh, acknowledging that God has brought you this far. If you are not tied into your testimony, understanding that the only reason you're standing right where you're standing is because God brought you out. The devil is going to put stuff in front of you that is purely lies and fictitious, and you will begin to believe it. And speak it as if it were the truth. Why? Because you started off wrong. We used to sit and eat meat. Out of the pot. It's like they, they, they catch a, a, a deer. And cut it up in slabs. And just boil it. Because it's so big and tasty. We eat bread. With our meat. And when we ate bread to the full, off oh, to the full. We're we, we, we not in captivity here, boy. we we eating to the full. For you have brought us out of Egypt into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, behold, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. And the people shall go out and garner a certain quota every day. That I may test them whether they will walk in my law or not. So before you hear and see their behavior in chapter 17. They already had the same thing happen in chapter 16. 17 They want water and they haven't learned because God has been merciful and grateful, gracious. Just because God is merciful and gracious to you and allows you to run along the line of your complaining and disobedience. Does not mean there's not a record being kept. And if you do not repent. If you do not pull yourself back. If you do not get back into alignment. You will not walk into your promised land. Hatching will not happen. Exodus. 16 says that, but I got something even even deeper for you, because all of this is painting a picture that needs to be seen if you are going to understand the scenario of chapters 17 that we read. Look with me at chapter 13, uh, verses maybe uh, 21 and 22. This is going to blow your mind. This is going to blow your mind. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way. And by night in a pillar of fire, he gave them light so as to go by day or by night. Okay. Okay, 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 Let, let's paint this out. You come out of Egypt, God delivers you out of Egypt, you walk across on dry land, and then God allows the Egyptians, your captors who were following you, trying to bring you back, allow them to, to die. And then you get out from that place, and God says to you, I am going to do something that allows your enemies people you run into to understand that you are led by God that you stand under the protection of Jehovah Jireh your provider that you stand under the banner Jehovah Nissi is your banner and they don't need to think about messing with you. Because you are covered, and to prove that I am covering you, to prove that I've got your back, I'm gonna put a cloud before you at night at in the day, it will move with you, it will be a sign of my presence. When people look at you, they see me that whether you're going through a dark time or a light time, whether you got enough or not enough, people will begin to see that you are covered by a God of all seasons. That you are protected by a God for any reason. Whatever comes up in front of you, I'm establishing So we go from them proceeding towards the promised land with fire and cloud, right? I want you to see this picture. We're talking about Christian folk here. We're talking about folk who who call on the name of the Lord, like you and me. That was Israel then in the Old Testament. You are the new Israel. You you are the new Israel. You are the New Testament Israel. God's people. A chosen generation. So their scenario applies to your situation. They've got a cloud before them in the day. And mama fire before them at night. So they can move at night or day they could walk through any situation and not be afraid. They could escape from anything that comes to them. I mean, it don't matter. And yet, with a cloud sitting there and fire at night, when they get to a place where they're a little hungry, they forget that only God could put fire in the cloud to move with them. They forget that only God can put a cloud that creates light during the day or direction during the day. It's right there when they begin to murmur. I, 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 I got I to stay here for a second. You are serving a God that he that has established himself as a deliverer. You know what he's brought you out of, but not only that he has established in your life. That he's a God of all seasons. That he can lead you through in any condition. And anyone watching needs to understand that he's in charge of your protection. And yet, when you get to a place where the pressure comes up a little bit, instead of remembering and worshiping and coming to God, who's got a cloud and fire sitting there, you complain if you have been reading and following with me you will notice that the first time they complain god did not even retaliate he does nothing as soon as they start complaining god just sends manna and there's some of us because god has not jerked your chain because things continue to run smoothly, as it were, that you don't understand you've been sliding through on mercy and grace. You don't understand that his, his mercy has allowed him, caused him to just not bother with your potty mouth to give you an opportunity to get yourself in alignment. I said something about alignment the other day. And I hope somebody got it last week. I said it and I'm gonna say it again. The anointing will flow where the alignment occurs. This is supposed to be the natural order of things. The anointing is going to flow where alignment occurs. But in this context of the Old Testament, we see God showing his mercy and covering with his anointing when there is no alignment. This is the reason, man, that I, I, when I go before God in my quiet time, I don't just say, Lord, I thank you for everything you've done. That's when I first got saved. Today, I say, Lord, I thank you for not letting me drown. I, re- uh, he's, I ask him, show me. I want to I remember the instances. Yes. Lord, I thank you that when I disobeyed my mama, And I did this, you showed me mercy. When I was stupid and didn't care about how good you've been to me, you still protected me. Who wouldn't serve a God like that? I don't know. I don't know. I can't understand it. Who wouldn't serve a God? that doesn't keep score. Have you ever been friends with somebody that, that swears up and down that they love you to the end degree? They will never leave you nor forsake you. And whenever something comes up where they need your help, instead of asking you, real nice like, the first thing that comes out of their mouth is you remember how many times I done give you money? You remember how many times I done dropped you off? And they, they bring up everything they ever did for you, then they say, I need a ride to work. They bring up all the money that they ever Loaned you and blessed you with, even though you paid them back. And then they say, I need need to borrow $40. If God was that transactional with you and me, we would be dead right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I think this is just a moment where I just need to say, we need to just say, thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me. Thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me. I'm not going to be like Israel. I'm not going to see fire flourishing in my life, I'm not going to see you leading me by a cloud, leading me by fire, keeping me out of mess, and then still be ungrateful. I will not do it. 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 I'm going to worship you. I'm going to worship you. I will worship you in the name of Jesus. I will worship you. When the enemy can't mess up your anointing, he'll mess up your timing and your position. When the enemy can't mess up your anointing, he's going to mess up your timing and your position. So the more you press in, brother friend, the more you cry out to God and say, Father, I need you, oh, I need you. Every hour, I need you. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to you. The more you, you you put yourself in the way of the Holy Spirit's leading, the more he's gonna to try to mess up timing. You're gonna have times when you expected something to happen and it didn't happen just then. Because, because what he's trying to do is mess with your attitude. And if he could mess up your attitude, then he messes up your worship, and if he messes up your worship, he messes up your anointing. What he's trying to do is get get get. What he's trying to do is mess up your anointing. What he's trying to do is mess up your flow. What he's trying to do is cut off the oil. But in the name of Jesus, I'm releasing oil. I'm releasing oil. I'm releasing oil that will not be stopped by situations. That will not be impeded by circumstance will not be messed up by what I'm going through. Because I remember I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember. I don't remember time. I don't, I'm just remembering how he's brought me this far. I'm remembering the path. I'm remembering the path. And I'm going to keep speaking the testimony. My God is good. I know he brought me out so, so. He brought me through so, so. He brought me out so, so. He brought, and I will continue to see where he brought me from until he brings me out. Hey, Shandala Hey, continue to see where he brought you from until he brings you out. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, this is my hatching season. Hallelujah. My hatching season is based on applied knowledge. Uh, somebody needs to write that one down. My hatching season is based on applied knowledge. When I know what God did, and I apply what God did. Then my hatching season is guaranteed, because I will not be denied, sister Trish. I will not be denied. I want you to see something. So the first time, they don't understand that God is already He's showing mercy. But if you're looking. When you're messing up, God will give you signs that you're getting off course, child. He'll send people. He'll send, put things in your way to kind of of, of pump the brakes, help you pump the brakes a little bit. But if you don't get to a place, and I don't get to a place of humble submission to God, even when he pumps the brakes a little bit and he, he puts something there to kind of check us a little bit so that we respond on our own. We will continue to do what we're doing and make things worse. So the first time they murmur, go back to verse 16, chapter 16 for me, please. Thank you, Jesus. 16 and 1, 16 and 1. Oh, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And they journeyed from Elam. Yep, 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 yep. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. In the 15th day, 15th day of the second month. After they departed from Egypt, keep going, yep. The whole uh, congregation of the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The whole congregation complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. They're complaining because they don't have food, right? Very next verse. And the children of Israel said to them, oh, that we had died. By the hands of the Lord in the land of Egypt. Now, now you cussing God out. And when we sat by the pots of meat, and when we ate bread to the full, not now you're lying to God and about God. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Is there another verse that we've got there? Might have been. Then the Lord said, this is what I want you to see. After all that lying about God, complaining and accusing God, the first time it happened, they get a Pass. The very next verse says, then the Lord said to Moses, behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you and the people shall go out and gather certain quotas every day. He doesn't even, he doesn't even bother. He's God. He said, you know what? Y'all, you just got out of Egypt. I know I've proven myself 150 million times, but you, but you just got out. You just got out of jail. I'm going to give you a pass. You don't know what you're supposed to do. You don't know that you're supposed to be grateful. You don't know that you're supposed to worship. But I'm going to give you a pass. So instead of addressing their disobedience directly, instead of addressing their, 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 their murmuring and complaining directly, He just says, Moses, I'm going to just go ahead and rain some stuff down for them. I want you to see this and then go to 17. Go to chapter 17 and uh, that will be verse 3. Verse three of 17, and the people ah, thirsted there for water and the people complained against Moses and said, why is it you have brought us up out of Egypt to kill us? Next one. But Moses cried out to the Lord saying, what shall I do with these people? Do you see the change? Has somebody seen the change? The first time God sends food without the need for someone's representing them and asking for mercy. Many folks are in the first place. God has given them several free passes. And you hadn't got it yet. You hadn't got it yet. The next stage is that he's going to bring somebody into your life that you know is praying for you. Many of us here, many of you that are listening to me, the only reason you know, you know it, you know it without a shadow of a doubt, that the only reason you were saved today is because your mama prayed for you. because you had done blown out the doors to God's unlimited mercy. You just kept pushing and pushing in your wrong just because God is not allowing recompense to fall on your life. But then I think you move to stage two like I have in my life. And then God says, I'm gonna show you that I got somebody crying to you, crying to me on your behalf and that's why I hadn't unleashed it yet. Every time, the older I've gotten, the more I remember the instances of hearing my mom pray and call my name. The more valuable it has become to remember hearing my dad Covering me with the blood. For some of you, you didn't have a mom or dad that did that, but you had a praying grandmama. You had a praying uncle. You had a praying aunt. You had somebody that in the midst of your wild buckness or your buck wildness, every time you... Oh, the last thing they would say is, I'm praying for you, baby. I've been praying for you, baby. I, I, I've been covering you, baby. Don't you don't you continue messing around? Somebody needs to say, Lord, I thank you that I listened that second time. Lord, I thank you that I heard you through my my grandma. Lord, I thank you that I heard you through my Auntie Jane. Lord, I thank you that I heard you when you sent an angel to speak in my ear and I got that dream in my sleep that turned my life around. I thank you for showing me the physicality of your involvement in trying to bring me out. And I just want to thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you. My heart is committed to Thanksgiving this morning. If I'm going to come into my hatching season, I got to have a heart that is passionate about Thanksgiving. I got to have a heart that's passionate about worship. I got to have a heart that's passionate about the things of God. Oh, I could hear the apostle say it was good that I was afflicted see when you when you understand where God brought you from and how he has brought you out the stuff you're going through now don't mean much because of all the stuff you already delivered you from The stuff you're going through now is nothing compared to what he showed you he brought you out of. The stuff that you're dealing with now has nothing in comparison with the stuff that he brought you out of. You understand that this is just one little tiny spot in the vast river of all all the things you've been through in your life. And all you wanna say is thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done for me. Thank you, Lord, for how you brought me through. Thank you, Lord, for how you brought me out. Thank you, Lord, for how you delivered me. Thank you, Lord, for how you set me free. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, We wrapping it up right there. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Thank you, Lord, for sending somebody that cried for my breakthrough. Thank you, Lord, for sending somebody that cried for my breakthrough. (laughs) Thank you, Lord, for sending somebody. I'm wrapping it up right here. And I'm going to say, I'd rather be like Job. When things got so bad for him, all his flesh wanted to do was say, I curse you, God. All the pain that he was going through wanted to say, I don't want to hear nothing more about God and Christianity All of the attack coming against him try to make him reject God. But I am thanking God that I'm going to stand like Job and I'm going to declare whatever happens, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Though he slay me, Yet will I trust him. Can I tell you, you have got to have, you have got to get to that point in your life where, where you say that with the deepest authenticity of your soul that the devil knows that you mean it. I'm not going back. I don't care if I don't get a job in the next six months. I ain't going back to hustling. I don't care, I don't care if if God don't send me the right man or woman, if for the next two years I ain't going back to sleeping around. I'm not going back to satisfying the beggarly elements of my flesh, I'm not going back. For God I live and for God I die. Ah, blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. I'm not going back to complaining. I'm not going back to sinning. I'm not going back to pulling up the old stakes, putting up the old sign. Some of us got a dream the other day. I don't know who it was. I don't know who it was for. But I prayed for the person. There's a sign in their hand that said, I'm needy. And it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't a food needy. It was as if the person was dressed very, very, very scantily. And I couldn't even tell if it was truly male or female, but it just wasn't a good look. To stand there with next to nothing on, declaring you needy in a sign. And I said, Lord, All I could pray for is, Lord, clothe them. Lord, clothe them. Lord, clothe them with your love. Lord, clothe them with your presence. Father, I'm standing here like Moses and I'm crying out. Lord, clothe them, clothe them, clothe them, cover them, cover them, cover them. They're so deep into this mess with the adversary that they don't even realize that they're cold. They don't even realize that they're chilling that they're losing temperature. All they could see is how needy they are, but they're focusing on the wrong need. And Lord clothe them, dying of cold, when begging for God to send you somebody. Nobody can clothe you and make you warm like God can. Nobody can clothe you and make you warm like God can. Why would you have a sign out saying I'm needy? Advertising for something that only God can fulfill. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. 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 I need, play that going tower end. I need thee, oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee, Lord. My hatching season is connected to my hunger. And my hunger has to be satisfied by the only one that can truly take care of it. It will not, it, it, it doesn't help me to accuse God. It don't help me to trust God. It doesn't help to curse others and blame others my only redemption comes from crying out to God
0: thanks again for joining us for this message from the assembly we're so glad to have you as a part of the assembly family if you would like to sow a seed into the ministry of the assembly you can do so by going to the assemblyflorence.org and clicking on the give now button in the top right hand corner if you're on a desktop or laptop if you're on a mobile device, click the plus sign in the top right corner to bring up the menu, and then click Give Now. You can also give by texting the number 887292238 with a message that says SC Assembly Give, all one word. Then you'll receive instructions on how to give. You can also mail check or money order to The Assembly, 2925 West Palmetto Meadow Street. Florence, South Carolina 29501. Thanks again for joining us for this message from the assembly.